Welcome to another episode of Calling Krishna, the place where you get your information about who the Supreme Person of God is, the differences between material world and spiritual world, and how chanting, reading Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and doing devotional service is the most important thing, is the most important thing for being connected to Lord Krishna, who is the Supreme Person of Godhead, and why the message of Iskon is truly powerful, which stands for International Society of Krishna Consciousness. And to be Krishna Consciousness is one of the greatest gifts that you can ever get. Because it takes sometimes because it sometimes takes people a lifetime to figure that out. So for today's episode, we're going to be reading chapter 15. From first text to all the way to the last text. That also the main text, by the way. Because for those that are not able to find time or are looking for someone to recite each text and want to be able to listen to that, or if you're not that devotee, do it. I can definitely feel you in that area. So for this episode, I'm strictly just going to be reading each verse from the chapter 15, which is a yoga of the Supreme Person, because of the Mattapashota, which gets over on the 16th of August. And in the previous episode, I wasn't as sure how many years does it take to Pashottam to come. But based on what I found out, Pashottam comes, or at least occurs, every three years. Every three years. And and we, we, we've already covered what it is and why it's important already in the previous episode. So, without further ado, let's get started with reading chapter 15, doing the Mata Prashottam, for which is based on the Yoga of the Supreme Person. Text 1 The Supreme Basandi of God had said, It is said that there is an imperishable banyan. Banyan tree that has its roots upward and its branches down, and whose leaves are the Vedic hymns, one who knows this tree is the know of the Vedas. Text 2. The branches of this tree extend downward and upward, nourished by the three modes of material nature. The twigs are the objects of the senses. This tree also has roots going down, and these are bound to the fruit of actions of human society. The real form of this tree cannot be perceived in this world. No one can understand where it ends, where it begins, where it is, or where its foundation is. But with determination, one must cut down the strongly rooted tree with the weapon of detachment. Thereafter, one must seek that place from which, having gone, one never returns, and there surrender to that supreme personality of Godhead from whom everything began, and from whom everything has extended since time immemorial. Those who are free from false prestige, illusion, and false association, who understand the eternal, who are done with material lust, who are freed from the dualities of happiness and distress, and who are unbewildered, know how to surrender unto the Supreme Person attain to that eternal kingdom. That was text 3, 4, and that was text 5. 
Deck 6. The supreme abode of mine is not illuminate or the sun or the moon, nor by fire or electricity. Those who reach it never return to this material world. Text 7. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to the conditioned life, they're struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. Text 8. The living entity in the material world carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another. As the air carries aromas, thus he takes one kind of body and again puts it to take another. The living entity, thus taking another gross body, obtains a certain type of ear, eye, tongue, nose, and sense of touch, which are grouped about the mind. He thus enjoys a particular set of sense objects. Verses text 9 now. The foolish cannot understand how, living how a living entity can quit his body, nor can they understand what sort of body he enjoys under the spell of the modes of nature. But one whose eyes are trained in knowledge can see all this. Text 10, which is what we just read. Text 11. The endeavoring transcendentalists who are studied in self-realization can see all this clearly, but those whose minds are not developed and who are not situated in self-realization cannot see what is taking place, though they may try. Text 12. The splendor of the sun, which dissipates the darkness of this whole world, comes from me, and the splendor of the moon and the splendor of fire are also from me. I enter into each planet, and by my energy they stay in orbit. I become the moon, and thereby supply the juice of life to all vegetables. I am the fire of digestion in the bodies of all living entities. When I join with the air of life, outgoing and incoming, to, di to digest the four kinds of foodstuff, I'm seated in everyone's heart, and from me come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. By all the Vedas, I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta and I am the knower of the Vedas. Text 16. There are two classes of beings, the fallible and the infallible. In the material world, every living entity is fallible. And in the spiritual world, every living entity is called infallible. Text 17. Besides these two, there is the greatest living personality, the Supreme Soul, the imperishable Lord Himself who has entered the three worlds and is maintaining them. Text 18. Because I'm transcendental beyond both the fallible and the infallible. And because I'm the greatest, I am celebrated, I am celebrated, I am celebrated both in the world and in the Vedas as that supreme person. Text 19. Whoever knows me as the supreme personality of Godhead, without doubting, is the knower of everything. He therefore engages himself in full devotional service to me, O son of Bharata. And as you can see, when he said, O son of Bharata, the full name of India was not India. I can assure you this, that the full name of India was Bharat. But the British did not say Bharat. So they found an easier word to say the word India instead. 
Now moving on, text 20. This is the most confidential part of the Vedic scriptures. O sinless one, and it is disclosed now by me. Whoever understands this will become wise, and his endeavors will know perfection. 20 text for chapter 15, which is all based on the yoga of the Supreme Person. This is how deep chapter 15 goes. And just listening to this recording again and again and again and again until August 16th comes will be so beneficial to you. Or even just reading it if you have a copy of Bhagavad Gita. And if you don't have a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, I suggest you go to an ISKCON temple. Or you can also order it on Amazon. But reason I say go to the ISKCON temple is because you will be associated with people that are Krishna consciousness, who will give you some insight or who will motivate you to why you need to read the Bhagavad Gita. Srimad Bhagavatam is it's important, I'm not going to deny that. But if I had to have any of you who are beginners or wherever you stand, but specifically for beginners, if you want to start on your journey, you should probably start with the Bhagavad Gita because that is the Bhagavad Gita is exactly what Lord Krishna is telling Arjun before the battle of Mahabharata is happening because he's scared of going against his brothers in this war. And this is what Lord Krishna tells him before the war begins. And what he says is just mind-blowing. So... Hopefully, you enjoyed today's episode, which is based on chapter 15 for the month of Prashottam. And the amount of times you reread it or re-listen to this, it's just going to benefit you in being forgiven for all the mistakes you've made in life. And, and as always, if you know of anyone that's going through tough times or is not able to find an answer to life or is struggling in and just moving forward, be sure to give them a copy of Bhagavad Gita, make them get pursued in the chanting, or just have them do devotional service, take them to an Iskand temple. But especially for this month of Prashottam before August 16th comes, to help them at least chant, or do service to multiple people, or association to multiple people chanting. Because if you want to create a habit of chanting, this is the best time to do it. Because Pashurtham started from July 16th, and it's July 16th or 18th, and it ends on August 16th. So you don't have as many days, but if you take advantage of it, one day, or probably one, if you even do it for one day, you get the benefits like anything. I mean, the more days you have based on the amount of time you have left, the better. So, as always, be sure to leave us a reference or a comment or feedback on any of our episodes from our podcast show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which have polls and Q&A as well, and Google Podcasts or any sort of 
major podcasting platform that you find these show that you find these episodes on our show on our show on and as always for regular in terms of daily duties keep on chanting 108 times one round keep on pushing to do more as you get better with as you get more advanced with one round keep on reading spiritual texts starting with the bhagavad gita or also pursuing the shrimad bhagavatam and doing devotional service but for the month of pushottam chant as many rounds as you can don't stop at one but if you can only do one that's even that's great because that's multiplied by 1000 read any sort of spiritual text do devotional service and chant with association as much as you can because chanting with other people is a sort of a service that you're also doing but try doing as much as you can doing this holiest month of krishna which is the supreme personality of godhead which is lord krishna's favorite month because he forgives you for any mistakes you've done and especially he's put all his powers into this month so take advantage of it and i'll see you in the next episode of calling krishna hari bol everyone